Welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast, where we learn how successful drone entrepreneurs launch their businesses so you can too. And now, your host, David Young. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Drone to 1K podcast. I am David Young, your host uh, and founder of Drone Launch Academy. Today on the podcast, we have Chris D'Antonio of Philly Drone Shots. Uh, he has an Instagram account. I think last time I checked, it's like 14,000 people. He is actually an executive chef by day and a drone pilot by uh, morning and night. Uh, and he's done some awesome stuff. He just does this on the side um, and he's been crushing it. He has done jobs for companies like Comcast, NFL Films, um, American Idol. Uh, his drone work has been featured in a bunch of places. Um, so really loved talking to Chris. Um, I think this episode uh, is really good to show you about the power of consistency um, and how um, Chris stuck with it and just did it for himself, right? And kept building his portfolio and all these awesome things started happening. So really excited to share this episode with you um, and enjoy talking to Chris. A few more things before we fully dive into the podcast episode that I wanted to mention. Um, number one, you know that I love podcast reviews and I want to hear from you guys. If you do like the podcast, if you don't like the podcast, um, please leave us a review if you would. And as a thank you for your time, you might have heard me say this before, but I'm happy to send you a free uh, Drone Launch Academy t-shirt. So leave a review, take a screenshot of it, and then shoot it to me, david at dronelaunchacademy.com, and I'll get you a, a free t-shirt as a thank you for taking the time to do that. So I love reviews. Um, hit us up with those. It helps other people find the podcast and um, understand what it's about and if it's for them. So uh, share the love and I will shoot you a free shirt. Um, second, we this season, season three, are doing some special giveaways for each episode. So for the first week that the episode goes live, um, you have the opportunity to get in to win some goodies. All you have to do is there should be a link, um, if you're watching this on YouTube or our website, should be a link below somewhere that takes you to a form that you just have to answer one question about the podcast episode from today um, and you'll be entered to win a prize. We pick five people each week. Uh, we give away a hat, a shirt, a mug, a free course, and a 15-minute coaching call with the podcast guest. So it's really cool and fun. You can rank which ones you want in what order if you get selected. Um, but it gives you a chance to talk to the podcast guest yourself and ask them any questions you have about drone business or what they did or get advice or just, you know, you know, shoot the breeze, whatever, it doesn't matter. Or if you just want a shirt, you can pick that too. Um, but to get in on that, just click the link um, somewhere below this video if you're watching the video. If you're on the podcast, just audio, um, go to the email that you um, that told you about this podcast episode and there should be a link there uh, for you to fill that out as well if you're on the audio version of this. Okay, so that's that. Um, one more thing, we have a special thing going on for you guys. Uh, we have two kind of intro courses. One of them is called Drones 101. It teaches you the basics of how drones fly, um, some flight exercises, just kind of if you're newer to drones or um, wanting to kind of get a feel for it or get started, this is like a really good course for you. Normally it's 50 bucks, but we decided, or I decided like a couple minutes ago, just to make it uh, $1 for you folks that listen to the podcast. So if you just use the promo code PODCAST, like P-O-D-C-A-S-T, PODCAST, um, it'll drop the price to a dollar. So you can find that on our website. Um, just go to courses, find Drones 101, and uh, when you're purchasing that, um, use the promo code podcast and it'll make it a buck. Uh, so just want to do something nice for everybody that is active and listening to our podcast on a regular basis. Also, we released another new course, another intro course called Mavic Mini 101. And this is a course all about 
DJI's Mavic Mini. That's like a starter, kind of starter drone. It's around, I think, 350 bucks now that they released the Mini 2. Um, but it's a similar kind of intro course. That's a really good course if you want to understand, hey, is this a good drone for me to buy? What is it? How do I use all the features? How do I fly it? It's basically we just break down, hey, here's everything you need to know about this drone. Here's how to squeeze all the juice out of it and get the most out of it. So again, if you use the promo code podcast, drops that course to just $1. So want to make that accessible for you all, especially since those are beginner courses and kind of more intro level things. Um, make that available to you. So same promo code podcast. I might try to link them below too, depending on where you're watching this. Um, so just look around for some links or just go to our website. Okay. So that's kind of the update on the courses. We have a bunch of other courses too, but I'm not going to get into that now, uh, but wanted to give you that cool promo code deal for those two courses. I'm not sure how long I'll leave that up. Uh, this isn't like a scarcity tactic, like, oh, get in now, but um, we'll take it down at some point. But for now, I'll, I'll leave it up there um, so you can get in for a dollar. Okay. I think that's it on my notes here. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into the podcast with Chris, Mr. Executive Chef slash drone pilot who works for huge companies and brands. Uh, it's a great combo. So excited to get you um, in on this podcast and, and hear from Chris. So we'll take it away. All right, everyone. So welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast season three. Uh, I believe this is episode three of the of the third season. We have um, Chris D'Antonio, no apostrophe. Uh, uh, if you might have seen my Instagram, Philly drone shots or, uh, Chris D'Antonio for aerial photography, drone photography, no drone photography, drone photography. So, um, actually found Chris through Instagram. I was just looking around, saw some of the shots, saw that they're really cool. Um, looked like he was doing some legit work and I was like, Hey man, if you qualify to be on the podcast, I'd love to have you on. And he's like, absolutely. So really pumped to have you here, Chris. Thanks for coming. Thanks very much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, and I just found out Chris was actually like 20 minutes from my house uh, a month ago and I didn't realize it or else we probably would have linked up. No idea. It's a shame we made the connection too late as usual. It's always hindsight from 2020. So next time, time. time. um, but for those of you familiar with the podcast, um, you know how this goes, but if you're kind of a new, if this is your first episode, let's say you're working for the most recent episode in, um, the way this works is the only people we have on this podcast are people who own successful, what I call successful drone businesses. Um, so not only do we have people who are doing it full time, making really good money. Uh, we try to have people on who are maybe doing it as a side gig or a part-time job or whatever. So, um, cause some people they don't, you know, they like their day job and they like doing that, but they also like drones and they'd rather their hobby pay for itself, you know? So there's a kind of a spectrum. So, um, so if you're new, the requirement we have is that you're making at least a thousand dollars a month with your drone business. Because I figured if you're making a grand a month, you're, you're doing something right, even if you're doing it kind of part-time. Oh, sure. You're not Absolutely. just like a total, uh, total newbie. So you have something that you can share with the group. Um, and, from, and from talking to Chris, he's definitely over that mark. Um, so anyways, I'll shut up and I'll let Chris talk here. But Chris, why don't you give us um, just a quick intro about yourself and like when your kind of drone journey first started, when you, how, you, how you got into drones. Sure. I mean, I suppose I probably got in a little late, as you would say, um, because I started probably about four years ago now. I'm 43, so I'm a little later than most of the people that I follow on Instagram that are doing this seem to be, you know, in their 20s and 30s. Um, so I consider myself kind of an old head. Uh, but I literally got into it kind of by accident. My parents bought me at the age of, I think it was 38, a little toy drone that had a crappy little camera on it. And we flew it for like a week and broke it. And then we're like, all right, well, we need a little better one. So we went out and bought like a hundred dollar drone and we broke that in about a month and we're like, all right, fine. We got to go get like a halfway decent drone. Bought a DJI Phantom three standard was my nice. first like 
a real drone. Nice. Uh, and started taking pictures around Philly, um, literally just as a hobby. We just really enjoyed it because I've I grew up around photography. My father taught photography at a local high school, Downingtown High School, uh, outside of Philadelphia. So I grew up in dark rooms and around pictures all my life. I can remember having the background set up in my living room, and he would do portraits in the living room. <laughs> cool. Um, so photography has always been a part of my life, and to be able to do it with a drone and be able to show people things in the city, especially that you didn't even know were there. Um, one of my first shots was of the Philadelphia Art Museum of a small spire that only stands about three feet tall and I shot just behind it with the city and the parkway behind that and people were all asking where is this statue I said actually it's only a little three foot thing and it's on this, the top of the Philadelphia Art Museum so that was kind of my first like oh wow I can show people things that are very rarely seen from the ground level or whatever um, yeah. and it just intrigued us more and so being able to show being able to show people on things on new levels was very intriguing to me as a photographer all my life yeah that's um, awesome we kind of worked our way up through the platform and inevitably um, I started an Instagram account, which has been a huge godsend because it's free. It doesn't cost any money to do. You put your account up and hopefully, you know, with good work and, and hard work, you get followers. Um, and we've been very blessed in that, in that regard. We just hit 10,000 a couple months ago, which to nice, me personally, I just couldn't believe it. To me, that's incredible that 10,000 people follow us. Um, so, uh, like I said, inevitably people were, were asking about pictures. And so I was thinking, you know what, I may have to get licensed because I knew in order to sell pictures, you, you need to be licensed. So sure enough, I went out, I bought a study guide and studied for about six months and took the test. Thank God I passed on my first shot. And it's because mm -hmm. of the study guide. Yeah. Uh, I did really well. I got three questions wrong. So for those of you thinking about, should I get a study guide? I highly recommend it. Now there's a lot of free options and we might get into that later. But anyway, study guide recommended. I passed the test the first shot and uh, the business kind of started. Um, awesome. Like I said, almost by accident. It was never intended <laughs> to be a business, but it just kind of happened. Well, that's kind of nice. It was something that was a passion that you really enjoyed and it seemed to be getting traction. And For sure. yeah, that's great. So what year was, uh, you, what year was it that you got that first Phantom three standard? The, that would have been 16, 2016. Yeah. And then when did you decide, Hey, I guess part one of seven kind of came out late 2016. So when did you do decide like, Hey, I'm going to get my part one of seven and like, let's get rolling on this. By the time that happened, it was, I started studying in 2017 and took the test in very early 2018. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So about two kind of, years when I first got my first hobby drone, you know, nice photography drone to when I got licensed was just about two years, probably gotcha. a little. And then about another, what, two and a half ish years to now. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Now, um, I don't want to jump too far ahead in the story, but just for some context right now, do you do drones as your full-time gig or do you have a full-time or other like kind of supplemental income to go along with your drone business? I thought it was interesting that you said that to begin with. It happens to be a part-time thing for me. And listen, if it ever got to the point where I was making, you know, tons of money doing this, I would probably leave my day job. But that's really far off. I mean, you've got to be banking six figures to cover, you know, what my health insurance and my job sure. give me on a daily basis. So for me, it is a part-time thing, very much yeah. so. I am actually an executive chef. I have a culinary degree from the restaurant school in Philly. Awesome. Uh, and I've worked for some of the best restaurants in Philadelphia, um, for some of the best restaurant tours, Stephen Starr and Michael Shulston were my former employees. Um, so, but I happen to find a job now that allows me to do the drone thing. I'm an executive chef for a pretty elite private school outside of Philadelphia. So I basically run a restaurant and a coffee shop on the campus of school 
and I work Monday through Friday, six to two. Wow. That's awesome. So it gives you a lot of flexibility in like the afternoon and the evening time to do all the journal work too. I'm so very blessed and lucky to have the job that I do that allows me to do this. Like you said, nights and weekends are perfect for drone work because that's usually when people want it done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Best time to shoot anyways. You got the kind of like evening, kind of like twilight. Yeah. Yes. Golden hour is key to most of what we do, either morning or night. So yeah. um, it has really let the, the business blossom as it has uh, and to get some of the bigger clients that we've had and been lucky enough to get uh, just because I have the perfect job for it. If I was working as a normal chef in a restaurant this wouldn't be as possible or as feasible as it is now yeah and another thing that's nice you know everybody says you know you hear a lot of people like oh i just want to i just want to be a drone pilot full-time and, and like i said that's great if you can do that but sometimes Absolutely. it's nice to have something because i remember even with drone launch academy right when i was starting this i worked you know i used to be an accountant right for the government so it's nice to have something that's you know at bare minimum it covers your bills it pays your insurance it does that stuff and you can have the freedom to kind of experiment and pursue these other things without having the pressure to make like immediate income. You can kind of maybe have time to do things the right way and maybe build some relationships and, and do some of that stuff. So, so there's nice, I mean, on the flip side, there's, you know, sometimes pressure is good to get it going, but you don't want so much overwhelming stress that you're just going to crumble. You know? No, so. especially if it is a secondary job, you're adding stress to an already, you know, probably stressful day, you know, day job in sure. addition to your family and everything else we have going in our lives. So yeah, it can be extraordinarily stressful. It's also nice when you have it as a part-time, you can be choosy and pick and choose what jobs sure. you may or may not want to do because yeah. your, your next, you know, mortgage payment isn't relying on that. Right. Um, but it, it also, I haven't bought a drone with my own money in at least two years. When you say my own money, you mean like your I mean, restaurant regular income? Yeah, 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 the business money has paid for all of yeah. our equipment. My Canon, you know, T7i DSLR camera and the last two drones I bought were both with business money and as, bu as business expenses. Yeah, I was going to say, and you, it takes off your taxes and it's yeah, absolutely. Great. So sorry, I, I didn't mean to jump way ahead. Let's. No, I, no, just, no I just wanted to get the context since, you know, you and I are, you know, kind of meeting for the first time here too anyways. So let's jump yeah. back. So um, you got your part one of seven license. You love photography. People are showing interest. Things seem to be kind of moving along. So we're like early 2018. Let's pick yes, up there. exactly. So uh, we were going through 2018 and I got a message uh, via email through uh, a follower on Instagram who worked for American Idol. She was a show producer for American Idol and she happened to be from Philadelphia. So she was already aware of my work. And I say, I should say our work. Uh, it's not just me. My two brothers actually do this with me. Okay, cool. So, so it is three of us all together. Um, so they inquired about our work and, and she was a big fan and happened to have the, produ the main producers of the show reach out and say, hey, listen, we're doing some shooting in the city of Philly. We're actually just going to be shooting the bus in and around the city of Philly for promotional use for the show. It'll be in the commercials. It'll be in the show itself. Uh, are you interested in doing that? And of course, that was our first real big job. That was our first real job, not even big. Just the first real gig we had was American Idol. I mean, talk about- And they just found you on Instagram. Literally, just because the show producer was from Philadelphia, she knew of my work and suggested it. And so they were, rather than fly somebody out from California who doesn't know the air regulations or what goes on in the city to fly, they go out and they find pilots in the respective cities they're going to and have yeah. them shoot it. And she knows sense. you're good because she can see your stuff. Yep. She, and she could point it out to them and say, hey, look, this is what he does. I think he's yep. good. I think he'd be a good fit. 
So I had to jump through a lot of hoops to get the job. I actually had to become a member of the International Cinematographers Guild Local 600 Union. Okay. I don't know if you know what that is, but that's basically- I'm not familiar. Fill us in. All the guys with cameras that are shooting movies and drone footage for movies and major network television are more than likely, if it's in the contract, shooting for the ICG Local 600, which is based out of New York, but has uh, sub offices in a lot of cities. Philly doesn't happen to be one of them, but New York is close enough that that's my home. That's who I use to communicate with. Um, so I actually had to reach out to them and see if they would uh, accept me in as a member so I could shoot for American Idol. And they were gracious enough to do so. Could they say no? They could have easily said no. Um, but I think their, their look at it was we don't have any members in Philly that are drone pilots. So it was beneficial in their eyes to have an, a, a, a pilot in Philly. And for me, it could be beneficial down the road for future work. Do you have so, to like pay them a fee or anything? Or how does that work? I do pay quarterly dues. Um, so it is, it is something that you have to figure into your business model. And is it worth it? You know, how much work are you actually getting from the union? Is it I have not, uh, it is almost $400. I think it's $400 for a half a year. So it might be 800 a year. Um, it's not necessarily cheap. But if the job uh, you're getting is big enough, then, you know. Exactly. It's quite a bit. And American Idol paid us for an entire day work, which was nice. That was a big check. Nice. Um, they hired us for the entire day. So it was, and it was a wonderful experience. It was a lot of work. I mean, it was show up at six in the morning and we worked till seven at night that night. And we took a, an hour lunch break, but we were next location, get the drone out, charging batteries in the bus. I was about to um, say, you probably went through a lot of batteries, huh? <laughs> yeah, luckily I had three and that seemed to be just enough to be able to get us, you know, I had two charging while we're using one and I pull one off. I mean, it was a constant rotation and thank God we had the bus to charge in. I had a portable charging station that ran off a car battery, mm -hmm. but it was too hot. It wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. 100 degrees outside. So just some of the things that you have to deal with when you're working with a television company, they don't want to hear what the problem is. They just want to know that you fixed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's, That's awesome. all they care about. So it was high stress, but very high reward. I came home from a vacation and literally the third shot of the opening of American Idol was our shot. That's cool, man. And talk about like a resume builder for you just right out of the gate. You know what I mean? It was huge. Cause then when subsequent clients came like Comcast, cause they're now one of our clients, um, that helped because they knew that we had already worked for American Idol. So they knew there was at least a certain amount of professionalism and that we were going to get the job done for them. And it's worked out. I've had an ongoing relationship with Comcast. They've used us several times. That's awesome. So, okay. So you got the job with American Idol. Indeed. Were you just just shooting the content for them and handing it over and their guys were editing it and doing all that stuff? Yeah. And in my experience, believe it or not, when I'm shooting for most of the major jobs I've done, that's the case. I'm giving them raw footage and they have somebody in their organization that handles all of the editing, cutting and doing everything with it. Gotcha. Um, that was the case for Comcast. That was the case for uh, American Idol, as well as NFL Films. I literally handed NFL Films the SD cards. They gave me four to use and I handed them all back to them at the end of the day. Nice. Okay, cool kind of makes it a little bit easier on your part you just make sure you get the right get get the right shots and then that's exactly. it yeah. editing can be very difficult trying to realize their vision so when i don't have right. to do any of that it is wonderful that's awesome now so for that job for that american idol job were you using your phantom three standard or did you had you no, I, had, I had gone up to i had gotten the phantom four pro at that point and yeah. I have Obsidian, so the black version. And I mm -hmm. had just literally that week got the Mavic 2 Pro in. Mm -hmm. 
they wanted uh, 60 frames per second in 4K, so I had to use the Phantom 4 Pro. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And so, so you got that job. Pretty sweet. You delivered it. I'm assuming they paid you. You got that in the door. Uh, what happened next? Uh, then uh, the next person to call was actually Comcast, and they wanted to purchase rights to footage. So they okay. weren't just hiring me for day. They wanted to purchase already shot footage for um it was not exclusive use but unlimited use okay so they weren't they weren't saying that i could never use the footage again but they mm -hmm. were saying we want to be able to use it as much as we can yeah like like royalty free basically pretty much yes yeah. yes so how i had they, to, how did they find how did they find you through that through instagram or is that something else sure enough and I, i'll tell you now i've been very lucky in that everyone, every job we've had, big or small, has all found us through Instagram in one way or another. Either they were told to go to our Instagram account and then to our website, or they were following us on Instagram and asked us to do work for them. Wow. So you, I would say you would recommend to people to start an Instagram account. I really would. And I know it's kind of, I don't want to say becoming cliche, but it's, you know, everybody does it, but it is free advertising. My website costs me money. You know what I mean? I have to pay yeah. for that the licensing of the, the username, you know, the name and everything, domain, you know, it's not a lot of money, but it adds up to a hundred or so dollars a year. So, you know, that's stuff I have to pay for Instagram, totally free. You can post as much as you want, put as, you know, 30 hashtags on it and tag some people in it. And the key is getting reposted. So yes, I think it's a really smart business tool that doesn't cost you any money. So when you're starting out, it's a great way to get your name out there. That's awesome. So Comcast is just somebody who was it a specific person from Comcast well, reached out to you? How, he, how did that work? You happened to be a higher up in Comcast. And he said, listen, I've been following this guy for a while. I think his pictures and videos are going to be perfect for what we're trying to do with them, which was on their basically marketing on different uh, platforms. So on their web, on their Instagram, on, you know, whatever. Um, but definitely they said most of it would be for their website. Um, so Comcast, they, like a Philadelphia based, I don't know much about Comcast yep, other yep, than I know that. They, our cable. two highest skyscrapers are Comcast buildings. Okay, so those are big. So Comcast is a big corporation. Their headquarters, yes. Headquarters? Okay. Yep, yeah, and they're a worldwide company. Yeah. Yeah, they're humongous. They're massive. Um, and they just happen. And so one of their higher ups was just happened to be following you on Instagram because, uh, I mean, I was looking around. You post a lot of really cool pictures of Philly, and you, and you just kind of make it a point to just go shoot cool stuff around town. Yes, all the time, all the time. And most of it is sunrise. So we start like, at, I get up at four o'clock in the morning, we're in the city at five. So mm. that's like 45 minutes before sunrise um, to up. get those crazy colors coming up on the buildings because it happens, you know, well before sunrise, about a half hour mm. before. And that's a half an hour before is when you can start flying legally. So if right. you don't have waivers. So right. once that half hour hits, boom, we're up and, and taking pictures of the reflections. And it makes for dramatic photos. It really does. How often are you going out and getting photos at sunrise? We used to go, and this was, over, I'd say over the last two years, we would go at least twice a month, usually three times a month on a weekend. So weekends, two or three weekends a month, just getting up, getting out there, just shooting a bunch of stuff, trying to get some good shots. For our portfolio, absolutely. Just for ourselves with no particular client in mind and no particular shot in mind, just going up and getting cool different angles of the city. And most of your just kind of photography training was just from growing up, being around here. You didn't go to school for photography. I did not. Like, no, not for right. photography. Strictly yeah. culinary arts. So no, it's all just what I've learned. And another good 
tool being Instagram being a good tool is learning from other photographers that you follow and follow you. Um, it's an incredible wealth of knowledge on there from some very talented people. I am, you know, I don't even consider myself a good photographer compared to some of the people that are on there. I mean, they're just, and some of these guys work for, you know, magazines and things like that. Yeah. 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 But it's incredible if, if for nothing else than to just get ideas for pictures, maybe in your city or whatever the case may be, but you can certainly get advice. Most of them are very open about, you know, giving advice for a shot. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's going to be really kind of, I mean, I, I'm kind of inspired like listening to it, thinking for people who are saying, you know, who, who might feel like it's futile to go out and just, take pictures and just put them up and you're like, Oh, it's not going anywhere. It's not doing anything. But the fact that, you know, you're dead, it sounds like you're dedicated, you're serious, you're dedicated, you're consistent about it. And you were putting that up and collected enough people paying attention to you and started landing these, landing these jobs. And it was um, I think, I think that's really, really cool that, that you're kind of showing that, Hey, you consistently put up good stuff and get more followers. You know, people find you. Not, and hire you. Yeah, they will. So have you ever done, just quick, just, just ever, have you ever done any outbound like sales type uh, of activities? Like you were going out and trying to pursue clients as opposed to them coming to you? No, never. And I'm, I'm really, once again, lucky to be able to say that because most drone pilots can't say that. And it's only because I have a career that, you know, I do pretty well. And I've been a chef for most of my adult life. I started cooking at 16. So I've worked and I got a degree for a reason. So I'm lucky enough to have the job to fall on to. So I don't want to recommend that for everybody. You might want no, to go I, out and put yourself yeah, out there. But and, for me and, personally, yeah. no. And, and I think, you know, again, to caveat, for people who have listened to all these episodes, right, there are so many different you know, what do they say? There's a bunch of ways to skin a cat. Or, I don't know. That sounds like a <laughs> yeah, that's exactly you know it. It's like, there's, I've heard so many different, obviously there's kind of common threads, but there are so many different paths. Some people are very like, Hey, I'm going out, I'm cold calling. I'm going out, you know, and maybe that ends up being, Oh, I think you froze a little bit. Oh, there you, know? you are. Oh, yep, there you are. No worries. Um, you know, as I say, there's, there's some people who are, you know, maybe they got a sales background and they're like, I'm going to go cold call and, and reach out and do all that stuff. And, Maybe that speeds up the process or maybe that's kind of, they're comfortable, but I think it's just what I'm trying to paint the picture of. It's, it's nice for people to know that that's not the only way that can it ever be done. You know what I mean? Like maybe your route is you can afford to have the patience to let this build up over time because you have a stable income. Um, but at the same time, you don't have the pressure of having to go out and like, you know, knock on doors yeah. or whatever. And you're getting yeah. these pretty huge clients just by, you know, consistently going out and probably doing what you really just enjoy doing anyways, taking photographs. Exactly. With your, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cause we would be out there shooting regardless. I mean, if I would have, if I had a thousand followers or less, I would still probably be out there shooting that much because we love it. It makes it that much easier. They always say, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So that's what this hobbies business I should say is yeah. to me. It's not, to me, it's not work. This is, it's all fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, I don't know if you might be saying we can cut up, but it's like, it's a five figure side business for you. Like a pretty five figure side business for you at this point. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yeah. um, so it's nice. And that's nice that this has happened that way. So, um, all right. So let's keep going a little bit. So you've got American Idol and then Comcast reaches out to you. 
what is like the president of the United States reaching out to you and all these other people. <laughs> luckily, we haven't gone that far. Or, you know, she, luckily, sadly, we haven't quite gone that far because um, I'd love to fly in D.C., but that's a whole other thing. Um, you need his clearance just to do it. Um, but no, so Comcast was great because that was they were buying rights to footage, both video and still. So that was a very large check. I mean, that was. A, a massive payday. So uh, to awesome. buy rights is if anyone ever approaches you, you have to price it right and you have to put some consideration to it, but it's a big well, deal. Give, give someone, I mean, I don't know how much you're allowed to disclose, but can oh, you give a, I, can, I can talk about it. I just, I, I hate to feel like I'm bragging or anything. That was oh, a $6,000 no. so, $6, check. Dang. So listen, just quick caveat, brag as much as you want, because one of the things okay. people love most on this podcast is specifics and numbers i just don't want to necessarily pry uh oh, you, it doesn't bother uh, me at all but uh but the more you want to share trust me it's not bragging people it it's it inspires people to know what's possible so as many numbers as you want to throw out please have so, yeah. comcast was a six thousand dollar check and they bought five still photographs and they bought five video clips uh, how long was the video still- uh, they, they actually, they said it didn't matter. They, I gave them about 15 to 30 seconds in each one. And they said, well, we'll use what we want out of each one and crop out what we don't. So, uh, <laughs> so I sold each, each video. I, they wanted an individual price and a price for a package of five and five. The uh-huh. individual price I gave them was 500 per still and a thousand per video clip. And I said, if you want the whole lot of them, t- five and five, I'll give it to you for six grand. They yeah, didn't like, bat an eyelash. I mean, he didn't even freaking be like, well, no. He was like, cool, I'll write you a check. That's awesome. And how did you come up with those numbers? Were you just like... I did a lot of research as to, first of all, what rights I was giving up to them, which was okay. ex- uh, not exclusive, but unlimited. So mm-hmm. meaning I could still use the footage. If it would have been exclusive where I was never allowed to use that footage, that number would have been more than double because mm-hmm. I'm forfeiting all future profit from that footage. And some of it was very unique. Mm-hmm. So if it was unlimited and, you know, uh, they would own the rights, that would have been a different story. So they got unlimited access to it. So I went online and did a lot of research as to what like Getty images charges for a single image. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they're a little bit cheaper than that, but I figured I was dealing with Comcast. So I had some wiggle room. And so I came up with the individual of 500 and a thousand for video. And then I figured, okay, I have to give them some sort of deal here. So I cut 1500 off the total for the six grand. I mean, and I think that's a, like you're saying, that's pretty smart thinking about who your client is, you know, because there's some people on the podcast who, you know, they shoot for realtors that are just starting out and they'll haggle over 25 bucks, right? Whereas sometimes we tell them, hey, it's a little bit easier if you want to be in the real estate world, go after some of these commercial property owners where, you know, a couple thousand bucks isn't really anything to them as far as a marketing budget goes. And then for you, this is even on a way bigger scale, well, Comcast, multi, multi, multi billion dollar company. I mean, right they could accidentally like lose $6,000, you know, as they're walking in and wouldn't even realize it. So yeah. 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 So, but that's, but it's good for you to make sure you're doing your research, know your customer value. It's extremely important. Yeah. Yeah, It is extremely important to go online and look up things. Like I said, you can use common websites like Getty images and just see what they're charging. Talk to friends in the photography industry who you will meet through Instagram. Um, But it is something you have to put, a lot of consideration to is pricing, even your hourly rate and what you charge for an entire day. Now you yeah. need to think that out. What is your service worth to you, first of all? So at this point, like for American Idol, what did you charge them for a day rate? Again, if you're cool sharing numbers. No, absolutely. Because it was we were just starting out, our daily rate at that point was 1500 a day. 
Okay. And that's just, Hey, you give me all day, shoot as much, all as day you, shooting, you know, eight to nine. I said 10 hours at the most. I understand if we go over a little bit and, and we did uh, a little over, um, but you know, still 1500 for a day, I thought it was pretty reasonable. Sure. Uh, Especially as your first job, it's 150 bucks an hour. Yeah. Right. To me, that was a lot of money for a secondary yeah, job. The editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So we got, I think this is, this is a great combo. I've been really enjoying this. So we got, uh, so we got, um, sorry, American Idol, Comcast, and then, and then how, let's go from there. So then uh, NFL Films reaches out and it was one of the photography directors for NFL Films. And they just so happened to be located in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which Mm -hmm. is right across the river from us. I mean, literally from my house, it's probably 45 minutes to where NFL Films is located. So their headquarters is close to me. Um, And he he had reached out through Instagram and said, hey, we have this new show coming out on Epics, which is one of the pay channels um, Mm -hmm. with Rich Eisen hosting. um, And it's going to be called The Grind. And we want some footage for the opening of the show, but we want it of the NFL Films building. Mm-hmm. So can you come out and do a shoot at NFL Films building? And I said, sure, um, I'd love to. So they had me come out and do a bunch of footage. Like I said, they gave me four SD cards and said, here, we're going to use these and we're going to shoot for, I think we were there for three hours total shooting. Um, and we shot all kinds of stuff. As the sun was setting, we got all kinds of angles of the building and you know stuff rising up over trees behind the building and all kinds of crazy shots. And it was cool because I got to work with some of the typical cameramen for NFL films. And these guys really know what they're doing. I mean, these mm-hmm. are very professional, you know, gentlemen who have been shooting some of the most important sporting events of our time. So they really know what they're doing. And to work with them was really cool because he knew exactly what he wanted. He was able to give me direction as to what he was looking for mm. for this with no question or ambiguity as to what he was looking for. That's uh, nice. It's kind of like, so like, as far as like angles and Hey, let's rise yep, up and get yep, this. So I want a 360 pan over this way. I want you to come in high and come down lower underneath that gate. And I mean, he, he knew exactly what he wanted and it makes it so much easier on us as pilots when we can be directed almost like a film director sure. telling us what they want. Well, Cause it's not like I can a, it all day, but making someone else's vision come to reality is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really nice because then it's not like you're going there. Hey, make me a promo, but you make it and I'm like, Oh, well, can we actually do this? Right. I wanted this that? angle or yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. So NFL films, again, they just, <laughs> they just reach out to you randomly on Instagram. Like, so is this how these big networks find people to shoot for them? They just go on Instagram and find people. It's funny. American Idol. I lucked out because a producer happened to follow me. That one was just, I want to call it dumb luck um, because she just happened to be from Philly and happened to be following me for oh, like a year you're consistently posting good stuff. So it's not totally dumb luck, you know? True. So you're right. I, I did work. And it, I don't want to make it sound like I didn't work for it. We were out right. all those we shooting constantly. So, um, but yeah, the other two, I was really shocked, especially with Comcast that such a high up was following my career. And then not only that, but wanted to buy some of our footage. Um, you know, wasn't even hiring us for a job. Liked some of the stuff we had already done so much. He wanted to purchase it for their use. That to, was mind boggling to me. That's still awesome. is. Yeah, it's that's still great. Is. So, um, so you got the NFL films. I'm assuming that went well. Did you do like a half day rate or how did they pay you for that? I really couldn't believe this. I said, it's probably only going to end up being like a half day. So I was like, we could do, you know, a half day rate. And I was like, you know, if we're there a little longer, we'll work with you. And the, he wrote back one sentence said, Oh, just charge us the full day rate. 1500 is fine. So you got 1500 bucks to be there for three for, hours. And for hand three hours. If, you, if you include my drive there, it was four hours. 
Wow. That's awesome, man. It's awesome. Yeah. It just, it goes to show you what dealing with the larger companies, they don't really think much about it because it's in their budget. You know what I mean? They think about that when they're doing these massive programs and, and. Well, I think an important distinction too is, you know, you're dealing again, I hate to go back to the realtor example, but like you go back to someone, someone like a realtor, something like that, right. Where if they're hiring you, it's money literally out of their pocket to yeah. use. Right. So there might be a, there's more like contention there about like haggling this and that. Whereas if you are NFL films, they're like, Hey, cool. The budget for putting this production together is, you know, 3 million. I don't know. I'm not a movie guy, but whatever. X number of millions of dollars or at least hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. And for them to say, cool, well, we need a drone guy. We need a, this guy, we need a, this guy. Cool, the drone guy is going to be fifteen hundred bucks. I mean, percentage wise to their budget, it's like it's just nothing. Yeah, minuscule. So yeah, it, it is nice to work with them when you have that luxury. Um, and but yeah. then you have to be mindful when you're on the other end of the real estate person who's paying you out of their pocket. So it is a tough line to walk. And pricing, because this is all new and up and coming, is all over the board. Right. Um, you know, but it's it, there's certainly plenty of research you can do to do you know sufficient pricing for what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And just a quick caveat. I mean, a lot of you listeners probably listen to some of the podcasts we have with real estate, but most of the successful successful real estate people in the real estate area that we know have found success by kind of being affordable, still like charging, but they're affordable and they do high volume for a couple of like key relationships that sell a lot of houses. You know what I mean? And right. Make- and that's, that's important. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's awesome. So, so you've had some of these people reaching out to you for licensing footage, taking footage. I mean, how many, it sounds like you're getting pretty, pretty good kind of per gig pricing. I mean, about how many jobs are you flying a week? And again, you said you've got the luxury of being able to say no, especially given that you've got a full-time job and things like that. But uh, about how many jobs do you fly a month? So per month, I would say, let's say this month, for example, I have it depends. So jobs this month, I have three lined up, but mm-hmm. one job is shooting a commercial for uh, Land Rover Jaguar of Westchester, the local dealership. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've already done two shoots and I still have one more to do for them. And that's not including the editing that I have to do. So this is probably a $1,500 job by the time I'm done, but mm-hmm. it's a commercial from start to finish. That gotcha. work. So mm-hmm. I have three different flights this month just for that one job. I'm going literally tonight to shoot for a local brewery who wants some footage in a park. Um, so I tend to average, I would say two or three jobs a month, but sometimes those jobs have multiple flights. Sure. Okay. And it sounds like typically those jobs are, you know, pay you pretty decently, right? For, yeah, for the most part. I mean, it, it, you figured it this way. Right now, uh, my pricing has increased a little bit. So my sure, hourly yeah. rate is 300 an hour. My daily rate is 2000 Okay. Um, so, uh, but I'm giving the guy who, who the, I'm doing the brewery happens to be a friend of a friend. Um, so I said, I'll give you a deal. We'll do one hour and I'll give it to you at my old rate. So I'm doing today's job for $250 gotcha. just to go down and shoot for the guy for an hour. Actually, it'll be less. It'll probably be a half an hour. No, that's awesome. And um, how did you, and again, people, people, one of the biggest questions is how do I find clients? How do I find work? Right. So how did you, uh, how'd you land the, um, the, the Jaguar commercial? 
a lot of things uh, will come from family members or people you knew in high school. Um, it really makes it, if you're, if you're active on Facebook, it's good to get it out there that you're doing things with drones now. Um, because the Land Rover Jaguar came from a high school friend who is now the sales manager there. And mm. he had talked to the GM uh, saying he had wanted a commercial. And he was like, well, I know this guy who does drone work. So literally, it was a friend from high school who happened to know I was into this because I post on Facebook constantly as well. And mm. that's how I got the job. That's awesome. So again, power of just social media, getting the word out that you're the drone guy. It is incredibly powerful and free. I mean, it doesn't cost you a dime. And just to get it out there, you'll be surprised. Sometimes a family member, I'm doing a job for a family member right now, just of uh, still photography, uh, because there are places right next to an airport, so I can't fly there. But mm -hmm. I'm taking still photos. And that came just because she's my, uh, my cousin and needed her job was looking for a photographer. Awesome. That's great. So be surprised. It comes from the strangest of places sometimes. That's so funny. And real quick, just to comment on your airport thing, I was contacted about a job uh, for some warehouses, uh, photography for some warehouses, and it was literally on the same street as the airport. It's like I looked, it's like runway, yep. airport, right? One is this one. But I thought, you know, shot in the dark, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it through. And there wasn't Lance, which is like instant authorization yep. at this airport. I thought, I'll just throw it through FAA drone zone, see what happens. I got approved almost instantly to fly at least up to 100 feet. Right. Um, yeah. so. So anyways, I don't know if you tried it, but I'm going to say it might be worth a shot at least to toss it in there. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. I've tried to unlock on the computer with DJI's um, GeoZones where you can unlock certain ones. But mm -hmm. every time I've tried it, when I get to the location, it doesn't work. Um, so I'll have to try what you, you, know, what you just yeah, mentioned. If you go to the FAA Drone Zone and get the authorization for that time for um, that location, you have to have your Part 107 license, obviously. Right, uh, then you can work with DJI. Sometimes you have to send them an email to get them oh. to unlock your stuff and just right. send them like a copy of your, copy so it takes a little bit of planning, but just toss it out there. If you, if anybody does have a job right now, it's in the airport, unless it's like at the end of a runway where the planes will be right. descending for the landing, probably not going to do that. But if it's off to the side or something like that, you know, typically the airplanes are flying their traffic patterns thousand feet and above. So as long as you're kind of a little bit lower, you might be able to get approved. So, right. um, Good to know. Cool. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I just, you know, I was recently doing the same thing. So I figured I'd just share the tip. So, um, so that's awesome. So you're, so, you're, so you're getting those clients and it sounds like you were just posting, you know, on social media and getting this stuff. So maybe let's dive into that. I know we don't have a ton of time left. I don't want to keep you on here forever, but I just feel like this would be good tips for people. When you are building your Instagram following, obviously it pays to have really good photos that are worth sharing, but and do you have any strategies when you're posting on Instagram? Are you just hitting that check, like also post to Facebook or are you kind of doing them independently or what? I actually will. Uh, I don't hit the post to Facebook every time because I, I actually do have a separate uh, Facebook account just for the drone business. My Instagram, I do not have a personal account. Philly Drone Shots is me. I mean, I just that's the only mm -hmm. Instagram account I have. Is that, a, is that so, technically a business Instagram or is it just only hooked up as personal? I have it listed as a business, I think. Okay. Yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just never started a personal one because this one started to take off and sure. I was like, well, all I'm ever going to do is show my photography on here anyway. Yeah. Let's just leave. So I did. Um, so anyway, um, usually I will go on and post to Facebook as well. Um, just because it's so easy. You click that little thing and it puts it up there as well. As far um, as like the whole like post to my Facebook or you'll just right. go separately and post. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I will. I, most of the time I will post it directly to my, uh, my Facebook, my business Facebook account as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, it's just and, handy. 
And is there anything like tips for people as far as when you're posting your photos, stuff you're saying, hashtags you're using? Do you have any type of strategy or are you just kind of winging it? With Facebook, I don't do that. Well, if I'm posting to Instagram and Facebook, it automatically puts all the hashtags and, sure. and tags on there automatically. The hashtagging and tagging is extremely important with Facebook because it's how you get seen, um, even with little followers. So if you're just starting out, you only have- with Facebook or Instagram? Oh, I'm sorry, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Um, so uh, tagging and, and, uh, and ha hashtagging and tagging other accounts, like large accounts in the city you might live in. For us, it's like uh, Visit Philly and uh, the local t uh, news organization, 6ABC, NBC10, um, Discover PHL, you know, Iggers Philly, which is, you know, an Instagram thing. Um, mm -hmm. So you're, you're going to tag all those accounts and then you're going to put hashtags, things like uh, Game of Tones. Um, you know, uh, photo of the day, drone photography, things like that. You're going to want a hashtag in your posts. And that's how you get seen because people search via those hashtags on Instagram. So you want to put drone, drone photography, you know, drone photo, photo of the day, things like that. And then when people look at those hashtags, they're going to see your photos, whether they follow you or not. So that's how you get seen and can get reposted. And in Instagram, that's how you build your followers. If you can get those local news organizations or visit, you know, Oklahoma or wherever you live, um, if they can, if they repost your photos, that gets you in a massive following in return. I've had reposts that got me, you know, 500 followers just from a repost from a local news organization because they have 213,000. Mm, awesome. So it can be huge for your account. And the only reason they found me is because I tagged them in the post and I happened to tag six ABC photos in there. And so then now, they reposted it. Are you tagging it? I don't, not to get too into detail, but are you tagging them like in the, uh, in the write-up of the post? Or are you tagging them like on the photo itself? You know, on the photo sure. itself where it just, it's the second line. So you can put your caption in the, in the field. And then I think it's the first or second thing down. It says tag friends. Gotcha. So that's where you click and I'll tag all, like I said, all of the necessary ones. Gotcha. So you'll do for, like the location and then I think it says like in yep. the stuff. Yes, exactly. Location. And I'll usually do Philly or I've been shooting uh, Temple University, which is on, in North Philadelphia recently. So I'll tag Temple University as the location and I'll tag the university as well because they'll repost the photo. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. This is great. So we've been talking for, I don't know, roughly 45 minutes. So I don't want to keep you too much longer. We try to wrap <laughs> it up, but. It goes by so fast. <laughs> I know. Well, I, you know, I love, I love doing this. I love hearing people's stories and everybody's, it's funny. Everybody's got such a unique story, but there's always, especially if you listen to if people have listened to all of these, there are so many similarities where it's like, you just have to get out there and you just have to shoot and get better and do free work. You know what I mean? Even if it's either, if it's specifically free work for a client or just free work that you're putting out into the world. And then, you know, you'll either get picked up if you're, if you're consistent and good or if you're doing some kind of direct outreach, it'll, it'll hit, you know what I mean? The people who say, the people who say, oh, there's too many part 107 pilots and it's too saturated oh. and this and that. I mean, there's, there's plenty not, of work out there. They're just not doing the work, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think everybody that comes on this podcast is, is kind of evident of that. And, you know, and a lot of times I tell people, you know, they're barking up the wrong tree, right? Like, like you, you know, you're, you're doing great work and you're able to work with, good clients that are worth working for. So I think that's, that's pretty good. And it says a lot about the quality of your stuff too. So thank you very much. And yeah, it just proves that if you keep working at it, they will come. I mean, if you just keep working and keep working hard, they will come. They will yeah, that's find awesome. you. They will see you. So, well, um, 
for anybody who wants to find, I mean, no, we can talk about your Instagram all the, basically the whole show, but, uh, but if, if anybody wants to get a hold of you or see more of your stuff, kind of what's the best way to see your stuff and reach you? So the, the Instagram is Philly drone shots, all one word. And it, you'll see underneath it says Chris D'Antonio drone photography right underneath it. Um, then uh, let's see, the website is CDDP Philly, which is Chris D'Antonio drone photography, Philly, um, com. That's the, the actual website. My uh, Facebook drone page is Chris D'Antonio drone photography. Um, and my email is in every one of those. So if okay. you literally, if you have a question that you want, uh, you know, need an answer for or anything you're curious about, please don't hesitate to shoot me an email or go on to um, Instagram and shoot me a message on there, a DM, um, because I check to make sure I have, even if, if I don't follow you back, I check to make sure if I have a request gotcha. uh, in case somebody sends a, a, a you know curious question or whatever. Awesome. So all of those have my email. They all have uh, messages you could send on there. By all means, I am always open to answer any questions you might have. So feel free to reach out. Happy Thanks. to. Dude, that's awesome, Chris. I, re I really appreciate it. I know people um, love that and love that you're so willing to help and, and just seem to be an awesome guy. So um, thanks for coming on. You know, maybe we'll... In a future season, we'll have you on again after you've shot for some more world-famous, uh, you know, networks. and uh, Fingers um, crossed. Yeah, hopefully. And uh, maybe if I'm ever up in Philly, you can, uh, we can have, I come to you, I'll come, you can executive chef it up and uh, we can eat together. <laughs> please do. Please do. <laughs> awesome, man. All right. Well, thanks everyone. And we'll post up all in the show notes to this, uh, dronelaunchacademy.com slash podcast. Uh, you should be able to find this episode and we will link up um, all of the links you talked about, your Instagram, all that stuff. And um, should be on Apple podcast, anywhere where the show notes, where it'll show it, we'll, we'll put your stuff there so people can find it too. So. Thanks again, Chris. Appreciate it, man. Oh, thanks so much, man. Take it easy. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris D'Antonio of Philly Drone Shots. Um, again, love talking to Chris. The diversity of backgrounds and people that you get on the podcast, uh, I just love it, right? It's like someone who's an executive chef who ends up building a huge Instagram following and does all this awesome work for big brands. It's just, um, I don't know. I don't want to say it's funny. It's not funny. It's really cool. But it's just uh, always surprises me as what people can do with drones. And I'm always really impressed to see how hard people have worked to get to where they are. And, um, you know, it's always fun to see those common threads, right? I've done dozens of these interviews now, and you always see these kind of common threads from the people who are successful and people who are actually making money with their drone and having fun and doing what they love, right? Um, so if you haven't caught on, it's a lot of consistency, getting better, building your portfolio, doing some free work and really just showing people what you can do on a regular basis. Um, and it just ends up attracting people to you and people hit you up for work. And it's a really great organic way um, to build. So, you know, there are other strategies that you can use and things like that, but it seems to be that, you know, playing the long game and doing it for yourself at first always seems to win out against, um, you know, wanting to monetize and capitalize right away because, you know, you might get frustrated or you might try to reach out to someone and they say no um, and you get down and then you quit, right? But if you're just doing it for yourself at first and just building your portfolio and putting stuff out there and just having fun with it, um, you can keep in it longer and stay in the game and get better and attract those clients that you want. So uh, really fun to learn those lessons along with the uh, people on the podcast uh, and hear about uh, how everybody is out there crushing it. So hope you've enjoyed this. Thanks so much. Again, just a reminder, leave us a review and I'll send you a shirt. You email, email me, david at dronelaunchacademy.com. Fill out the little one question below to show us that you listen to the podcast and win some free goodies uh, or a coaching call with Chris. Uh, and then three were the uh, courses that we have, the $1 courses. 
Mavic Mini 101 and Drones 101. I uh, want to make this available to you for only a buck. There's no catch or anything. We don't try to like get you to buy a bunch of other stuff too. It's just you can go in there, take them for a dollar, no catch, no subscription, nothing like that. Just trying to hook up my podcast listeners because you all are the real uh, true fo- true fans out there and people that really appreciate um, the content that we put out and I really um, like all the kind words you guys have been sending our way. kind of motivates us to keep going and keep putting stuff out there. So appreciate you and uh, hope you have a good one. Take care. See you later.